Hey now, welcome back everybody. Sorry I've been gone for a little while. It's been a hot minute since I posted the last one. Just been super, super busy. A lot of stuff going on this way that you will hear about soon. But this podcast today is going to go under and will be entitled Entertainment. Uh, this segment I'm going to name Spoiler Alert. For those that don't know what Spoiler Alert is, and first of all, I want to say thanks everybody for listening to the last one. Um, and everybody who reached out to me via emails that wanted to join and sign up and talk about the Club Moxie Car Truck Motorcycle Club. If I haven't gotten in contact with you, just give me a little bit. It's just been super hectic and busy, um, and I will get a hold of you. I'm going to be setting up a meet up and ride, hopefully within the next couple of months. So I got to finalize some things for that. So just be on the lookout for that Club Moxie Car Club meet. Um, And a big thanks, like I said again, everybody who listened to the first one. All the feedback was greatly appreciated. I would try my hardest not to uh, urinate and make fart <laughs> sounds and noises. Shouts out to my sister um, who informed me on that one. She was It's funny. She was the only one that said anything about that. Um, and like I said, I apologize for that myself because my editing skills are not quite that good. Like I said in the last one, editing is not my thing. This is a learning curve for me with that. But I'll try not to let those get out again. Keyword, try not to. Um, so like I said, this uh, podcast is going to be about the last movies I've seen. So it's going to be entitled Spoiler Alert. If you don't know what Spoiler Alert is, just be aware that I'm going to be talking about the movies. I've, I, th- I think I've waited long enough and people are gonna, that have gone and seen the movies or going to see them have already seen them. If not, you're probably not going to see it. Hopefully, my review on the movies will make you want to go and see it or see them if I get to doing both of them on this podcast. First one I'm going to talk about is going to be Rambo, Last Blood. And the second one will be the oh-so-popular, I've been seeing everybody talk about the Joker movie. Um, which, in my opinion, both movies were great. Um, but let's give a breakdown of the Rambo movie first. And I want to say that Stallone is probably one of my favorite actors slash Producers, directors, writers, the whole nine. And the funny thing is, for, for quite some time, I never knew that he wrote all the, the majority of his movies, like Rambo's. Those are all his. He all wrote those. Same thing with Rocky. He wrote and directed those as well. So people are like, oh, I really don't like Rambo because he sounds a little ridiculous. I was like, okay, but he's better than me. He literally wrote all of those movies himself. High spots, everything. He's very knowledgeable when it comes to uh, boxing, which I had no idea he was that, you know, into it. Um, but anyway, we're not talking about Rambo. I mean, we're not talking about Rocky. We're talking about Rambo. Um, so just the breakdown of this movie is Last Blood. Um, I should have probably wrote this down, how many movies there are of Rambo. But there's quite a few. And most people don't know that the first Rambo movie wasn't even called Rambo. It was called First Blood. And that movie, just a quick synopsis, um, basically he's a Vietnam vet that just came back from war. Um, spent some years over there uh, fighting, 
pretty much has PTSD, and he's actually walking. So he looks like a homeless person in the first one. He's walking through this town, passing through to meet uh, a soldier buddy of his to bring him something or his family something because his soldier buddy died. So he goes to this town, and he's passing through, and he looks like a hippie. You know, has a jacket, has a military-style jacket on, and run-down boots, and he's walking. And it's in some north country. It's probably Washington or somewhere because it's pretty cold out. So Sheriff picks him up, and he's like, hey, buddy, where are you going? He's like, oh, I just want to see my, my, my friend here. And this town is, like, supposedly the equivalent of saying, I don't know, celebration. If you're familiar with the Orlando area, it's just a little town called Celebration that Disney made. So it's a really nice town, quiet town. The sheriff sees this vagabond-looking dude walking by, and is like, yeah, we don't want his kind in our town. So they try to skirt him through the town to pick him up, take him to the other side of town, and dude's like, Rambo's like, I'm just going to meet my buddies. Like, it's not against the law. It's not a crime. I'm not doing anything. I just come home from war, and I don't want to be surrounded by people because PTSD is, is a real thing. It's It's serious. And it's starting to get a little bit more readily uh, recognized now because a lot of people have it. And it's not just, oh, he's just crazy for whatever. No, you really shouldn't see that type of war and your friends get blowed up next to you. And then you come home and then you're not getting the services and the, the, the help that you need from putting your life on the line to help a frivolous cause in my mind, you know. But anyway, that's another topic. <clears throat> Sorry. So the, the cop picks him up, takes him to the other side of town. He's like, I'm going to meet my friend who's in this town. I'm not just passing by yet. So the cop's like, nope, you're not coming back here. You know, just keep it on moving. So Rambo gets out of the car and, and turns around, starts walking back to the town. And lo and behold, they arrest him. They find this huge knife on him taken to jail and he's like what are you guys doing to him and then basically while Rambo was in um, the war he got uh, what do you call those people he got um, he was a prisoner of war so they had him they tortured him um, and then basically the same thing kind of happened to him in the jail where the cops being real assholes to him um, they strip him down hose him down and he has flashbacks of the same thing happening to him when he was a prisoner during Vietnam because the guy has PTSD so they lock him up they treat him real bad and basically he breaks out he goes getting into this war mindset where these people are against him um, and he's a very decorated soldier like killed hundreds of people um, knows all about the guns and the knives and it's Rambo if you've seen it you know so he escapes from the jail, goes up to the mountains. Um, they send like the SWAT team and the National Guard after him. Um, he goes back to the town, breaks into the armory, gets all the guns, and pretty much lays waste to <laughs> basically uh, civilian military that's coming after him, and nobody can take him down. So they have to call his former general, um, who was like his, I want to say CO, but it's not CO, his um, head of command. Um, he's the only one that he really recognizes. So he, they have the general come in and talk to him as he's on like the roof with like a 50 cow just laying waste to everything. So the general comes out and he's like, he's like, John, John Rambo. There's a general so-and-so. So the general's like, uh, is that you, general? And John's like, 
And the general's like, yeah, yeah, it's me. Come on down, but don't kill anybody either. Sorry, they're a bunch of assholes. But, you know, you can come with me now. You're safe. The war's over. Um, and he was like, they did it. You know, they made me do it. I didn't get to see my friend. They tried to shove me out of town. And Yeah, so it was pretty bad. So that was the first Rambo. Um, and then all the Rambos after that, basically he's in jail. And they go to him and be like, John, we need you to do this black ops. You're the only one that can do it. And he's basically the first um, expendable. Because <laughs> they're like, all right, he's trained professional killer. He can take take out everybody. But if we send him over and he gets caught, we can just say, hey, plausible deniability. He was in jail. He was, you know. So the next ones, they basically use him um, to go commit their other wars and stuff in these other countries. And they sick him loose on them. And uh, yeah, so that's the... The ongoing Rambos from that point on. I think it's like four. Yeah, check me if I'm, I'm right. But you can Google it and find out. <clears throat> so then he did another one, another Rambo as he got older. Because Stallone's like, what, 70 now? 72, 73? Um, he did one like 10 years ago where he was still in uh, Vietnam or Cambodia, somewhere like that, where this huge genocide was going on. And he was on the boat, and he took people on tours up the Amazon. And this was the last one before this one. And that was basically basic Rambo movie, shooting up a whole bunch of people. But that one was, I think, the last one he did when he was still physically able to do a lot of like stunts, because he did a lot of running in that movie. I mean, a lot. Like, half the movie was him running through the jungle. And then shooting 50 cows from a plane that had landed on the beach. And he's taking out tanks and armies and stuff like that with his 50 cow. And you literally see the bullets like going through people's heads. Because <laughs> like the first big CGI gunshot scenes. And I mean, it went ballistic. Like it, like the movie's not going to win an Oscar. But you just want a good shoot em up. I'm alpha male and I'm killing everybody. That's the one to go to. And like, and like I said, I should have had the name of it, but it's a Rambo movie. You pick any of them and they're all pretty much going to be the same. You know what you're getting when you go into it. But this last one, uh, Rambo Last Blood. I got to tell you, it was good because, like I said, I'm a Stallone fan, but it was disappointing because I thought it was going to be a little bit different. I thought it was going to be a little bit more than what it was. I thought it was going to be more epic if this is going to be the last one. And basically, this movie starts off, he's made it back home to his his, his dad's ranch. I'm, I'm guessing it's his now. But I think someone else was running the ranch. And he comes in and kind of helps out. But it's his dad's ranch. So obviously, it's his. But the people that were there tending to it, he kind of lets them live on the ranch still and there's a lady there who's I guess sort of like the innkeeper she like cooks the meals and stuff and I'm guessing she had a daughter and her daughter had a younger daughter so when John Ramble got back there she was fairly young probably six or seven years old the little girl um, and he and the mom had issues with the boyfriend or husband or the, the girl's dad and basically, he kicks the dude's ass, kicks him out. Um, he goes back to Mexico because the family's Mexican. 
It was, it was 10 in the fall. So the dad ends up, Rambo ends up almost killing the dad, but doesn't because he respects the mom and the grandmother. And so he's just like, all right, bud, you, you, you got to go. You can't stay here. So dad goes back because he's an asshole, beats the wife, I'm guessing. They don't really get into too much detail about it, but that's somewhat the backstory with this girl. So it's a little girl. She's like in high school. She's like a senior. So her senior year. Um, and John pretty much raises her for the most part as like a dad figure because she looks up to him like a dad. But she knows obviously that it's not her dad. <clears throat> so she wants to. So he's very protective of her and stuff like that. And he's like, it's a bad world out there. You know, you can't go out there and you need to stay close to home because blah, blah, blah. So she gets a stick up her butt. And she's like, no, I got to go find my dad because I was talking to my friend on the Internet. And she knows who my dad is. And she talked to him. And he, I really want to go see him to find out, figure out why he left and blah, blah, blah. So John's like, bitch, no, you don't need to go see this dude. He's an asshole from day one. And, and well, her grandmother's the one that tells her. And yelling at her and screaming at her because she's telling her that she's going to see him no matter what. And then John's like, no, you, you don't need to do that. There's a bad world out there and he's no good. And So she's like, okay, John, I won't go because, you know, I respect you and you've always been there for me, like my dad. But obviously this bitch is going to go. <laughs> and that's what, she, that's what she did. So John's out working in the fields. Oh, sorry. And before that, before that incident happened, before she leaves and goes to Mexico, she has... It's her senior year, so she's going to this party. And John's like, oh, it's a little dangerous out there. Why don't you just have the party here and show the kids my caves? And she's like, what? You can never let anybody in your caves. So now, needless to say, this dude's on a ranch. And his ranch is probably, it, it, I would figure, four or 500 acres. House in the middle. There's horses, cows, huge barn. Um, and it's open fields. And there's mountains, like, far, far in the background. So it's um, just kind of... It, Somewhere in, in in South, either California, New Mexico, I think it is, but they're pretty much pretty close to the border of Mexico. So that the picturesque of this landscape. So there's hundreds of acres, and and he's literally dug out caves for I don't know how many years it's taken to dug this out, but there's literally caves that he dug under the ground all over his property. Um, and he doesn't let anybody in there. There's like one entrance to the caves is like a huge door that you can see. So he's like, all right, how about you guys come have, you know, a party in my, in my caves because you're senior year. And she's like, oh my God, you never let anybody in there. Because obviously he doesn't want to go out because she's going to party and something's going to happen and he doesn't want it to happen. <clears throat> so he lets her have her friends come over and hang out in the, in his caves. And they're legit caves. <laughs> they're probably like, eight by eight caves that with mazes and ladders that go up to nowhere and yeah it's pretty awesome if I had the money I'd probably build some caves too just for shits and giggles so the day before she does that she has some friends come over they all you know drinking partying in the caves or whatever while John Rambo and the grandmother in the house hanging out chilling let them do whatever because they're seniors so so the next morning is when she gets a stick up her butt about going to see her dad so John tells her all that stuff again about, no, you can't go and see him. Well, not that you can't go. She's, he's like, you don't need to go and see him because he's pretty much an asshole. But she's like, okay, I won't go. So she's leaving in the afternoon and, and has that scene where after she has a little fight with her grandmother and she's like, you're not my mom. 
fucking hate you. And then John steps up. Come on, dear. I've been here for you. And I'm going to need you to not go and see him. And if you still want to, I'll take you down there. So she's like, okay, John, don't worry about it. I won't go. I respect you. And she gets in her little Honda Civic. Four-door Honda Civic. Probably like 99, 2000, maybe. Old school. Um, so she's driving down the road. Away from where the border is. And then she pulls over to the road and stops. She's thinking. And obviously she's going to go. <laughs> so she sits there for like a minute. Um, they do a flashback. Not a flashback scene, but a flash back, a flash over to John. As he's like sitting there working on something. And by John, I mean Rambo. And he's like, I sense something. I was like, really, dude? You sense something? <laughs> and then she turns around, and you see her driving the opposite direction where she was. And she passes a sign that says, Mexico border, such and such miles away. And the next scene, boom, she's driving down this typical Mexican... If you think of a Mexican town, <laughs> with like the, the clay-like buildings on either side, and people standing outside, and little like food carts that are push carts and stuff like that she's driving down one of those roads looking for a friend's um, place and then by this time it's starting to get late in the afternoon well late in the evening not quite dark yet so the the grandmother's like um so and so had I, I forget her name but the girl hasn't come back so John's like okay no worries maybe she'll be back later you know it's no big deal so they go back to the scene goes back to where the girl is she finds a friend in Mexico and the friend's like straight Mexican, um, what's the word? Chinga? I think that's the, the, the correct term. You know, where she has her typical big hoopy earrings and she's like, yo, ma, what's the deal, yo? We all can't have your life. <laughs> Sorry, I can't do <laughs> A stereotypical uh, Mexican girl that's supposed to be like really ghetto fabulous. But basically, a ghetto fabulous Mexican girl. What everybody think typically thinks of. That's who her friend is. But they're the same age. But she moved back to Mexico just because of whatever. Um, so they stayed in touch. And then the, the the girl that's going to see her dad. It's very clean cut, typical. Like she goes to preppy school where she's wearing Chuck Taylors and little baby doll tea. Yeah, just basic southern American girl outfit but she's Mexican so she's talking to her she's like you want a beer chinga so she's like uh no I just want to go see my dad she's like hey calm down mom we're gonna go see him loosen up a little bit so basically the girl takes her to a club first no 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 not to a club first so she takes her to meet her dad um and it looks a little sketchy from when she gets there like the girl's gonna pretty much sell her in a bondage from the from day one from the time she gets there but she's not she's just you know taking her to her dad's house she found out where he lives so the girl goes and knocks on the door um woman answers the door which i'm guessing is her father's new wife and you hear like some kids in the background so the dad looks at her and he's looking at her like like she's dinner to me at least i'm like motherfucker, a little weird like it and you can tell he knows who she is but he's like stunned he's like and you think for a moment she he's gonna be like, Oh, Polosita, I missed you, honey. I'm sorry I haven't seen you. But he's like, No. He's like, first of all, bitch, I didn't want you and I didn't want your stupid ass mama. I don't know why you came here. You can go back to the fuck where you came from. 
I didn't want to have anything to do with you then, and I most definitely don't have anything to do with you now. So don't you ever come back by my doorsteps again. And at this point, she's like done. She's like breaking down, crying. She's like, fuck you. You're an asshole. Yep, John told you not to go. But hey, kids want to, they got to find out for themselves. They got to hear, which I get. But anyway, so that happens. So she leaves. She's all crying and distraught. So she gets back in the car with her friend. It's her car. But she gets back in the car and she's crying and bawling. She's like, mama, let me drive. Get over. I'm going to take you, make you feel better. We're going to go out, have a good time, and then you can go home. So a friend takes her to a club. And this club is like sketchy as shit. There's like a whole bunch of dudes in there looking at her like she's a two-piece chicken dinner. And, and she's like 17. Like straight up. Um, so there's one guy's hitting on her or whatever. And spikes her drink. So she goes, disappears. So a dude pretty much like picks her up and takes her out of the the club and her friend is sitting there partying with some other guys and she doesn't see her and then the, the chick just goes home so by this point they flash back to John Rambo and the grandmother is like she hadn't come home and it's like 2 o'clock in the morning and John's like I'm pretty sure she went to go see her dad so he calls her cell phone he tracks it somehow because he's ex-military he can do that obviously <clears throat> excuse me so, he tracks the phone, finds out she's in Mexico. No, no, no. He doesn't track the phone. Sorry. He finds uh, an internet search on her phone for a friend's address. So, John finds out that the friend, that he knows her, that she lives there. And he knew that this girl was no good from day one because he told her that, yeah, she's no good, whatever. So, he knows where she lives. So, he gets in his truck, rides down to Mexico, like, the, that same night or the early the next morning. Um, bangs on the door girl's not there so he waits outside and she comes home and she sees her he rolls up on the door and she's like oh so and so left last night and what's I don't know where but I went to a club and she was talking to some dudes and then she just disappeared I didn't see where she went but she was fine um, and then he sees like a bracelet on her hand and she knows and he knows that she would never and she was like where'd you get the bracelet from she's like oh she gave it to me and she was like no you're lying because her mom gave it a bracelet. And her mom died for some reason. Don't know why. Cancer. Whatever. So that's the only thing she really has left of her mom. Is a, it's like a gold bracelet. So John knows that she wouldn't give the bracelet up. So the girl's like, yeah, John gave it to me. And she's like, nah, bitch. Be lying. She can give it to you. She's like, you can tell me the truth right now. Or I'm going to literally fuck you up. Because you're lying straight to my face. And you're not telling where she's at. So take me wherever, she, wherever club you was in last night. So I can try to find her. So she's like, okay, I'll take you, I'll take you. So she takes her to the club, and she shows the dude who she was talking to last, which she wasn't really talking to him. The guy was talking to her, spiked her drink, and he's basically like a, a sex slave runner. He scoops up girls from the club, takes them to this other guys that run like sex slaves, brothels, and whatever. So he sees the guy, take, John grabs the dude, pretty much beats his ass in the car and like stabs him in his leg and he's like where'd you take her and um the dude basically takes her where he took her and then John literally like handcuffs the dude to the car and leaves him in the car with his leg like bleeding as he punched him in his face um and he goes up to these like favela looking places where they have all the girls held and stuff like that and they go back to her Basically, she's in a room full of other girls, like chained to um, 
chained to each other. And it's like a hotel lobby. Not a hotel lobby, but a hotel... You know, uh, call, what do you call it? Like a hotel... Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? A hotel... Uh, hallway. <laughs> so, I'm totally getting into it and I'm, I'm losing track of my word. So it's like a hotel lobby. Uh, walkway. Uh, not walkway. Hallway. So there's rooms with doors on either side. So these girls come out. They're like two... two chain two together and they come out in the hallway and there's a whole bunch of dudes with guns out there and two main dudes that are brothers that are talking tall Mexican dudes one's kind of skinny one's not so skinny but he's not like fat but he's you know probably average size dude probably like a buck 75 buck 80 he's probably like six feet and he's the older one but the skinnier one is the one that like beats the bitches and Sorry, not bitches. They're ladies. Because my apologies. <laughs> These are young ladies that got abducted. That was not their fault. They're not bitches. But like, I use that term bitch as terms of endearment. It just puts a little bit more emphasis on what I'm talking about. So the the skinnier one is like the the aggressor, the 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 muscle, <laughs> but it's really not because he's a smaller one. He has a Napoleon complex about himself. Um, so they're in the hallway and the, and the, and the bigger one, the one that's like, that seems to be more in charge. He's like, all right. He's like, just as long as you guys do what you're told, we won't have any problems. He's like, you're going to be fucking from morning to night. <laughs> and that's it. If you don't give me your problems, you, you'll be good. As good as you can possibly be because yeah. Um, so that scene goes. So at the same time. Rambo kind of finds a place and he sees like all the people if he looks up like this favela which is favelas like huge apartments but they're um sort of like public housing for us here in the states but I just like that word because that's what it looks like typical Brazil where there's like huge stacks of houses and you know concrete buildings on top of each other like Lego sets and at the top of one of these buildings apartment style buildings there's like a glass um not glass, but it's apartments, but it's open. It's all in glass, so you can see in it. And you can see all the the guys up there talking with their guns and stuff like that. And the dude tells him, he's like, I took her up there. So that's where they're at, in that room. So as Rambo's coming up the stairwells and stuff like that, like, these guys have security that are watching the place, and they see this old dude <laughs> coming up here like, hey, what the fuck is this dude doing? It's like, everybody sees him, and he has a gun, and he just stabbed the dude. On, in the in the truck parked on the curb so the guys come out and they call him they, they call the the leader and they're like we got some dude up, up here so Rambo's sees where they're at and he sees the girls but he doesn't see her so before he can even get there like literally probably like 45 guys come out and if you saw the previews it was that scene where he's walking up like some stairs and you get a huge group of guys like surround him that's the scene. So, and he has a gun on him, but they all pull their guns on him. And it's like, there's no way. And, and I'm looking at this scene, I'm like, there's no way that he's going to fight his way out of this. It's like, dude, first of all, you're like 70. And, and you're like a great grandpa. And these are like young dudes with guns. And I was like, okay. I was like, if he fights his way out of this, I'm walking out of this movie. Because <laughs> that is not real. If he shoots his way out of it, okay. But you don't have enough bullets because you got like a little 9mm and these dudes have like AK-47 and Krasnikovs 
well, same gun, but <laughs> yeah. So they surround him, whatever. And he has a picture of her in his pocket. So the dude's like beat him up real bad, like kick him, um, punch him in his face, pistol whip him. Um, at the same time, there's another lady that you see in the background watching the whole thing. And she, she almost looks like a reporter. Um, so she's staying in the cut and she's just taking pictures and videotaping and, and not really doing anything as they're literally about to kill him. Um, so they whoop him and then the older guy, well, the, the leader, because the two head Mexican dude, they're brothers. So the, the bigger of the two, the not the enforcer, um, tells the little brother, he's like, all right, take care of him. And he shows the guy the picture and he was like, we're not going to kill you. He takes a picture and, and shoves it in his face. He's like, oh, this is what you're looking for? He's like, what we're going to do is we're going to drug her up and we're going to pass her around to every single person we can, almost for free, just because you came up here. And he's like, I want you to know that there's nothing you can do about it. And for the remainder of her life, she's going to be used like a doormat for whatever until she dies. And it may be a week. Because we get a lot of clients here. So basically, yeah, that's what the guy tells him. And then you can see Rambo's face as he's like bleeding. They really can't do anything. Oh, he's pissed. But he can't do anything because he's old and he doesn't have his gun. And there's literally like 50 people surrounding him. <clears throat> so they don't kill him. So he tells the, the enforcer brother, he was like, put your mark on him. And basically the dude's mark, he's, he likes knives. So he pretty much like cuts his face from like... Almost like Joker style, from ear almost to his his mouth, <clears throat> puts his mark on him, uh, and then leaves him there to to pretty much either die or someone will find him and help him. But they don't kill him, and the and the, the enforcer brothers like, dude, let me just kill him. He's like, no, don't kill him. I want him to suffer knowing that there's nothing he can do. So the brothers like, okay, but it's a bad idea. You shouldn't do it. But he's like, just do it. So he does it, and they leave. So then the, the, the lady that's taking the pictures comes out, um, helps him, <clears throat> takes her back to his place, um, nurses him back to health, and it takes literally like four days. Um, by the time he wakes up, and he was like, how long have I been out? And she's like, four days. She's like, oh no, I gotta get back. And he's like, you, and then she tells him like what the deal is with these people. He's like, they're one of the big, um, uh, not drug, big uh, sex traffickers in Mexico. They have a lot of money. They pay the cops and stuff off. They have lots of brothels and sex houses and stuff all over the country. Because like, there's nothing you can do about it. And they also sell drugs too. But their main thing is, you know, pimping out young girls. <clears throat> and then her sister got abducted in that same thing. And she died within like a week. Because they basically drugged her and then just threw her out there, didn't feed her, didn't give her water, anything. And it was like, pretty much that's probably what's going to happen to the girl that you're looking for because you came looking for. So they gotta, they have to make an example out of her to the other girls. So that's what they do. They come back that same night that they beat up Rambo. They come back up to where the girls are held at and they grab her out of there. Because at this, at this point... Nothing happened to her. They hadn't given her any drugs or anything like that. They hadn't started, you know, prostate pimping her out. But when Rambo came, then they immediately, after they cut him up, went and got her, shot her up with some heroin, and they just put her in one of the, the sex houses. And then as he's recuperating, they go back and show scenes 
of pretty much her just getting get raped nonstop in the movie. <clears throat> but they don't physically show, but they just kind of show a scene of her and a dude coming in and her all drugged up and stuff like that. And yeah, but it's pretty bad. Um, and then the dude actually marks her face too. He cuts her face as well the same day that he cut Rambo's. So when he wakes up, the lady tells him all that stuff about what happened to her sister and where she's at. And he's like, all right, take me there. I have to save her. She doesn't have that much time if she's not already dead. So the girl takes him to where the house house is. And she was like, okay, but it's, you know, if you do, it's it's on you. So he takes her back, finds out where the house is. And he goes up in there, guns ablaze. And like, he kills the first like five dudes in like two seconds. Um, Geronimo style comes up in the house and just starts blasting boom 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 even dudes that are having sex with the girls in the room like they're coming out and he's usually like shooting them in their face and in their dicks and everything else because he is pissed Um, and he tries to get the girls to go once he goes into each room to try to find her like he's shooting like the Johns that are in there and the girls are like no 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 we can't leave they'll kill our family they'll kill us and he's like the fuck are you bitches doing? Like, go. Like, I'm in here trying to save you and tell you to go, and you don't want to go. You're still going to stay. So he's like, okay, fine, whatever. So he just starts killing all the bad guys, killing all the Johns until he finds her room, and then there's a dude having sex with her at that time. So he pretty much, like, grabs a dude by the neck and just, like, snaps his neck. Picks her up, takes her out to the truck, and they're heading back. And then they make it out, and then she's, like, literally strung out to no end. Like, he looks at her arm. There's track marks all in both arms. <clears throat> she could barely stay awake. So he's like, it's okay, honey. He's like, I got you now. And she's like, John, it's you. She's like, I should have listened to you. And he was like, yeah, you should have, bitch. But you wanted to do your own thing. So whatever. <laughs> um, not laughing at it, but it's, yeah. <clears throat> so he's driving the back. And he has to take the back way through some back channel ways to get across the border because he can't go through border patrol because literally the chick's dying in his car in his truck <clears throat> so they drive it a little bit and she's coherent for the most part he's like stay awake stay awake i gotta get you to the hospital um but back in the states so they're a couple hours away so as he's driving through like this mountain pass whatever he's talking to her and she's she apologizes and then when she apologizes she's like she dies and he stops the car checks her and then, yeah, she's basically dead at that point. So then he finished driving her dead body in his car back to his his ranch where the grandmother is. And he gets out of the car. He runs up to the grandmother. She's, like, screaming and yelling. She's happy. And then he kind of stops her before she goes to the car. And they don't really show, like, what he says to her. But she, you see her kind of break down, start crying. And then she goes over to the truck, looks in the, the, the back window, touches her head, whatever, and then goes back in the house crying. Next scene opens up. John's on top of the hill, buried the body, and he's saying this whole speech about you're too young to die. He's like, but he's like, this isn't going to be like any other thing. He's like, this is going to be pure vengeance. He's like, I'm going to make them all pay. So then he starts this whole ramble thing because he knows that they're coming after him because they have her ID and everything like that. So he goes in, he tells the grandmother, he's like, all right, you got to go because they're coming and I know they are. He can just feel it, that John Rambo sense. He's ready to kill some bitches. <clears throat> so he goes back into the house, um, tells the grandmother to leave. She leaves and then 
he starts his his preparations, his John Rambo preparations in his caves, his tunnels. He gets all his guns ready, sets them up, um, sets out freaking like fire pit, um, gasoline, oil, moat around the house. Um, so then you see like these Mexican dudes come back to their the brothel where Rambo goes in and kills all the people and they're like who did this and then the one girl's missing so they're like oh it's the dude that you told me not to kill the the enforcer brother tells the older brother he's like see I told you I should have killed him now look what happened and he was like he's like okay we're gonna go kill him now get everybody together we're going over and this scene with them getting their gun together like 50 60 guys whatever in trucks and they drive over to like a, a warehouse and they pull up in the warehouse and literally, they get out like, um, have you ever seen the movie Weeds? Um, the episode where the drug dealers dig a trench across the U.S. border. And literally, they're driving cars underneath tunnels to get into the U.S. and to another building that's like 500 yards on the other side of the border. <laughs> that same scene. So these guys get out of the car, they go in this tunnel, <laughs> and they pop up on the other side in like a big where in another warehouse that's in the U.S., but all their cars already there, Cadillacs, Yukons, and they're all bulletproofed, like they're government officials. Um, guns galore, you know, full SWAT gear and everything coming after one guy. So <clears throat> they have the address, so they go into the house, whatever. So they pull up into the house, like five or six cars into his open field or whatever, and Rambo's in um, the tunnel. He hears like his... um security thing trips and then he sees the videos coming in the cars roll up to the house they all get out and he lights uh, like the moat and his moat's full of like oil and gas whatever so this big huge fire encircles all the cars so they can't get out and then a lot of guys get burnt up as they're like trying to rush the house uh, where he's at they're like shooting up the house and he's literally underground in his caves watching these guys and he literally takes out like half of them because he has like landmines in his front yard <laughs> that these guys are running over. Um, but he pops up out of the ground. He shoots like 10 or 11. And then once he pops up out of the ground and they see where he's at, so they all rush to that, uh, to the entrance to get to the caves underground. So, but he's taking out probably half of the guys just doing that. So the rest of them start going to the house. Half of them, the rest of them go down into the, to the caves. And at that point, he has the caves and stuff set up where there's another landmines and gun setup trip wires and all these different little like booby traps and stuff so he pretty much takes out all the guys doing that and at no point at all does he ever get shot during this he's shooting bows he's shooting shotguns he's doing walk around corners he's blowing like heads off everything straight Rambo style so he gets down to the left no I take it back he I missed, missed the part so he, when he goes to the house to get the girl, he gets her. And then the skinnier brother is at the house. And then he literally cuts that brother's head off and leaves it in like on the front porch or something like that. So he kills the guy who cut his face and who drugged the, the girl because he was in the brothel thing. So the, the, the enforcer brother died before they made the trip over to um, to the U.S. So that's mainly why he brings all the people over to the to the U.S. because they basically killed his brother, not because he got the girl or whatever. So the 
head of this organization is pissed because basically he killed his brother. So that's why he's there. So back to Rambo Underground killing everybody. So he's under there in his little, you know, makeshift tunnels that he's made with all his booby traps and contraptions and stuff. Cutting dudes' heads off, blowing their heads off with shotguns, dumping oil on them, lighting them on fire, like Molotov cocktail style. Yeah, just some gruesome, gory shit that this 73-year-old man can still do. So, to all you guys out there that are 73, just take Rambo's point of view, man. Get you some TRT and some steroids and you're good to go. Because, <laughs> yeah. Um... So basically, it ends up being he kills everybody. He gets shot in the shoulder because now it's a standoff between the head guy and him in the barn. So the dude literally like punches him like once or twice. Rambo doesn't even flinch as he has a hole in his arm where he got shot. So then Rambo grabs his bow and then pretty much just like shoots the dude with the bow. And I guess the, the pull on his bow is so hard that the dude literally gets pinned to the wall in the in the barn. Because Rambo's such a good shot with that bow and arrow, bro. It's legit shit. So he does like the like the 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 blade scene where Blade shoots the gun and and was it Blade the second Blade where he shoots the guy against the wall with the big stakes. That's kind of what Rambo does with his bow. And then at some point he's on the radio with the guy earlier and he was like, he's like by by the end of this date I'm gonna rip your heart out with my hand on the radio. He said it to the guy on the radio. After he killed one of his men, he took the guy's radio from him. And he was like, yeah, all you guys are pretty much dead. He goes, and I'm going to rip your heart out with my hands. By the time this is all over for what you did. So the dude's like, fuck it, bring it on, old man. <laughs> so he nails him against the wall with his bow. And then literally comes up with a knife and like stabs him in his chest. Cuts it, reaches in, and literally rips out his heart. And shows it to the guy as he's dying. Probably one of the funniest, best scenes that I have seen in a while. This is like a Mortal Kombat type of move. So, and then the movie ends. Um, at that point, he's on the porch, um, rocking back in his chair. Only one still surviving. <laughs> no cops showing up, nothing. He just made explosions and everything in his yard. Killed off all these people. Um, and he's sitting on his rocking chair. And he's it, at the end of he says something about... Life must go on. I must protect those. Anyone who comes around me always ends up dying. <clears throat> you just have to go and see the movie if you haven't seen it. But that's pretty much the synapses of the whole movie. And it, I'm a Rambo fan, so I, I loved it. I, needless to say, a lot of people are not going to like it. A lot of reviews were like, oh, it's super low budget, whatever, whatever. But I'm like, come on, man. It's a fucking Rambo movie. Like, what do you... What do you expect? Go look at the rest of them. This dude is 70. Like, what else did you expect him to do? Like, would you expect him to be, like, <laughs> doing backflips and shit? Um, so, I I highly recommend it. If you've seen Rambo and you like Rambo, go and watch it. If you haven't seen a Rambo movie, I would say still go and watch it just for the, sh the sheer enjoyment of seeing people get shot and stabbed and stuff blown up. You know, it's one of those old school hardcore revenge movies. That's it. That's all it is. And it's 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 worth the money. 
And if they had it in 3D, I wish I would have saw it in 3D. Just so you can see blood and guts just flying at your face. <laughs> like, Stallone needs to start doing, like, horror movies right now. Not not being in them, but just start making horror movies of, like, war horror. Um, and, yeah, it'd, it'd be awesome. So, that was the review on Rambo, Last Blood. Me, personally, I give it, from on a scale of 1 to 10... Out of sheer enjoyment, I'd say it's right around a seven. For the nostalgia of just me watching Rambo since I was like a kid up until this point, I was a straight 10. Like he can come out with another Rambo today and I'm still gonna love it. Even if it's shit, I'm gonna say I love it. Because it's just, uh, it's Sylvester Stallone doing what he does best. Making kick-ass action movies. And that's it. So that was my review on Rambo Last Blood. Tell me what you think about it. Um, go and see it. Go and watch it. Laugh at it. Love it. Because <laughs> I know I did. Um, you know what? I think I'm going to end this one right here. Because I, once I go over Joker, that's going to be... Yeah, that might be a two-parter there. Because that movie is fucking epic epic like one of the hands down one if let's just say if that movie doesn't receive a lot of academy awards and for acting for the way it was shot for the director for the writer something is wrong with cinema like a hundred percent one of the best movies i've ever seen <clears throat> in a while so and, and you can tell it's one of those movies if you've I'm not going to give out too much until the next one, but if you want a comparison of a movie, and it's funny how Netflix did it, um, Taxi Driver with Robert De Niro, which he's in this movie. It's basically, to me, it's themed after Taxi Driver. So if you have Netflix right now and you haven't seen Joker, watch Taxi Driver. It's it's older movie, so if you're anywhere under the age of like 35, it might be a little hard for you to watch. Because it's it's an older movies from the seventies, but the acting in it, the character development in the movie is, yeah, it's phenomenal. Like they movies now, in my opinion, depend on CGI and cinematography more than they do the actual substance of the characters and the interaction that the characters have. They they rely on more, like I said, the cinematography and the CGI, they rely on that a lot more. Because to me, acting nowadays is way easier now than it was 20 years ago. Because now you can get away with a lot of stuff by CGI and, and editing after the fact. Um, you can make a great movie shitty, or you can make a shitty movie great. It just depends on how you edit it. Which, it's, yeah, next... Okay, I'm not going to keep going because I would literally get another hour and 45 minute rant about that. <clears throat> so I'm going to leave it here. Well, I'm going to leave it at that with Rambo Last Blood. Like I said, scale of 1 to 10 for me, I give it a 7 for action um, for, for the overall movie. Acting in the movie, come on, it's Sylvester Stallone. He's an action guy. You know what you're going to get. Um, the supporting cast in the movie, it's... Oh, oh, yeah, and that's one, one other thing I want to say. 
Another reason I like Sylvester Stallone so much is because he's one of the only, one of the few directors that always put a lot of minorities in his films. Like, back in the day when Rambo first came out, like Apollo Creed was, was to me he was bigger than Rambo. Because he had to go to Apollo Creed to help him learn how to fight, you know, Mr. T. Like, he lost to Apollo Creed in the first Rocky movie. Or was it the second? But, yeah. But anyway. But, yeah, he was one of the only actors that always, in all his movies, had a lot of minorities. Even in the Rambo movies. Like, the extras and stuff, they were always of Asian descent. Because the movie was based in either Thailand, not Thailand, but maybe. But um, uh, Vietnam or another Asian country... And even though he was killing those people, like you, like in re in reality, probably eighty five percent of of the actors in the movie were minorities, and he was the only not. And technically, Sylvester Stallone is a minority too because he's was Italian. But that was another thing that I didn't really pay attention to when I was younger. But as I got older, I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like not too many other actors do that. Because now people are getting all like, oh yeah, we got Black Panther with all black cast, which is awesome. But it's from a main Hollywood. It's Marvel. It's Disney. So, but Stallone's been doing that for years, man. Like, shots out to him. Look at all his movies. They're always, yeah, huge. Even this, even this movie. It's like a lot of Mexicans or Hispanic descent characters that are in the movie. I think he's literally like the only non-Hispanic in the whole movie. Like, yeah, he is. That's it. It's just him. Everyone and in half of the movie is in Spanish too, by the way, because when they go to Mexico, the the people there are speaking Spanish, so it's subtitled. And the lady who's on the farm, there of Mexican descent, Spanish descent, whatever, but they're speaking Spanish as well. So I thought it was pretty cool. Just a little bit of something that I noticed in the movie. So shouts out to 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 Stallone. And like I said, go and see, man. Rambo, Last Blood. It's like I said, seven out of ten for for me. Tell me what you think. But this is Club Moxie Radio signing off for this episode of Spoiler Alert. Spoiler Alert. Guess what, guys? That was just Spoiler Alert. I just told you the whole movie. Um, from my point of view. So, yeah, that's gonna be it for this one. I'm gonna up. And do the Joker one, which that was, I guarantee that was going to be a super long one. Because I can already tell. It's, it's going to be great. Yeah. So that's it for this one, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, go ahead and send me those emails and stuff like that. If you know the email address, just go back and listen to the first podcast. <laughs> I got to keep sending people back to that one. I got to get those numbers up. Um, and like I said, sis, there was no pissing and, and, and farting on this one. So that one's all for you. And like I said, Club Moxie Radio signing off. Um, next episode coming soon in the spoiler alert entertainment section. All right, guys, have a good one. Deuce, patience, love yous, and uh, have a good day. Have a good rest of the night, evening, whenever you listen to this. Just know that uh, I love you, respect your neighbors, respect your family, love everybody. Make this world a better place for you and me. That was a Michael Jackson uh, reference. <laughs> Love it. All right, that's it. Signing off.